What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 74 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good. Good. I'm doing good. I've been working all night here at my workbench. I know. I've been doing crazy shit all night. All yeah. night. Well, yeah. there's our first swear word of the night. <laughs> but yeah, yeah we, won't I mean, bleep, we won't bleep that one, but we're going to yeah. start. We're starting it off a little rich tonight. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I've just been slamming busy, um, so I apologize. I know I kept you up late. Yeah, it's so. alright. Anyways. I'm old. I'm old. I don't have a life anymore. Before we get into all that, let's get our business out of the way. This what show the- is brought to you by our patrons uh, and our supporters. So, our great uh, patrons and great supporters. If you want to become a patron or you just want to support our show by getting a t-shirt or just chipping us a bone... Um, you can head on over to hoscalecustoms.com forward slash support and, um, you know, help us uh, help us out, help us make a great show. I and don't want chip bone. I, I don't want chip bones. I like cream chip beef on toast, though. <laughs> you don't know? chip the bone. Yeah. Anyways, but if you want to <laughs> not chip our bones and you want to help us out a little bit, keep the show going and help us continue to do more, um, head on over to hoscalecustoms.com forward slash support. And you'll find a couple ways there to support us. And we got a bunch of new shirts. We did a new shirt about g- wood glue. Um, yeah, we might cool. not have a new shirt up this week because I'm busy this weekend. But um, um, we will. What are you will... busy doing? I'm busy running a race. For how many miles? 100 miles. Again. You crazy idiot. So I'm doing it <laughs> again. Round two. I don't know why. 100 but... miles nonstop. That's crazy. Yeah. Again. And yet. In 35 hours. No, less than that. Oh, well, that's what you have, the time limit. They let you on the course for 35 hours. I want to do it in under 22. Oh, okay. So. Well, there you go. We'll see how it goes. But uh, anyway, so I might not get a shirt pumped out again this weekend. I've been doing one a week. I might take a break this weekend. But if I do, uh, I'm off Monday and Tuesday, so I'll try to get one up then when I get back home. Yeah, that's cool. So um, that's that. But let's move on from that. And actually, let's do it. talking about cream chip beef on toast, I had a food today that you would have you, – you love them. You ready? Yeah. I got good and plenties. Oh, my gosh. The licorice. The oh, my little gosh. Licorice. I love them. I haven't had them in a while because I have an issue with them. What? Well, I keep eating them until they're gone. Oh well, yeah. Well, you just gotta get the little. You gotta get the little containers of them, so you only yeah, have like a handful. I was going to the grocery store where you can take a scoop in the scoop. You can scoop your own out. Oh yeah. And you buy them by the pound. Those little licorice. They look like pills. Oh my gosh. They're yeah. like candy pills. Just inject those into my veins. I want them. Great. Anyways, uh, not many people like them though. So. That's why I used to get them. Your mom doesn't care for them. And so whenever you were younger and I had them at the house. No one else ate them. Yeah, so they were in the cupboard and I was the only one that ate them. And uh, it was great. I knew they were always there. My snack was always ready. Now, and then then all of a sudden you started liking them. And then next thing you know, they're gone. So, (laughs) but no, that's all right. Anyways, um, so good and plenty. I had them. Now I'm hungry for cream chip beef on toast, though. Well, here's the cool thing about Good and Plenty's in our show. Did you know the old look up the old Good and Plenty TV commercial, and they show a train, 
And the conductor is going, good and pony, good and pony, good and pony, as the train Oh, moves. my goodness. Yep, yep. <laughs> Anybody that remembers that out there, you got to look it up. When you got to see it on YouTube, I'm sure. While I'm talking, you can see if you can find that. I'm going to share it on sound. our page. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then I'll just like. Maybe if we can play the sound over the. If I can find it. I, uh, well, we can't do that. It's at oh, copyrights and ads. I and that's uh, that's. I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble with it. And yeah, I get it. I then get I get it. a letter in the mail. I get a letter yeah. in the mail that says, "Oh, you used our ad in a." Yeah. Uh, you know, a year from now, I'll get a cease and desist for this episode. <laughs> and we just don't need to deal well, with it. Well, us old timers will remember it. So, I'll. Sh- I mean, I can share the video on our YouTube page. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do that. Okay. So, um, I just don't need Mister Good and Plenty knocking on my door. So, <laughs> in his big purple, so, in his big yeah, stupid purple suit, I don't even know what yeah. he wears. I don't know what he wears. <laughs> it was um, I don't think it, it was. There was not an actual Mister Good and Plenty. I don't believe. You don't. It was just a conductor the guy. Not, you mean the candy's not named after the man that invented it? Oh, I don't know. No, it's just Good and Plenty. It's just called Good and Plenty. It's uh, a candy. Disapp- Anyhow, my childhood's they, ruined. Well, no, they they had a uh, <laughs> they had you know they had a. It was a conductor of a train, and that's what the Good and Plenty commercial was. Anyhow, so, whatever. All right, well, whatever. Moving on. We got a contest winner to announce. So, um, a shipped out Jim Donovan's contest, his prize, uh, actually, I shipped it today. So, Jim, it's on its way. uh, Um, Yeah, that's a great shot. uh, James, I'm sorry, James Donovan, last week. Yeah, James Donovan. This week's winner. I did it with him. He's a good guy. This week's winner is Jim Walsh. So we know a bunch of you submitted Rolling Stock photos. Um, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I really liked his. I mean, I liked them all. They were all good. Um, and I, I liked his. I just uh, I realistic. I've now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell the listeners right now that I've relinquished a duty off to you now. Right. Yeah. You are now the contest master. <laughs> I am the one that runs the contest. You are the holder of the contest. Now we both yeah. we both talk about the winner and we you know we pick we we choose a right, winner. Right. But sure. um the winner this week is Jim Walsh. He submitted his rolling stock. It's not that we didn't like anyone else's rolling stocks. I like yeah, Dan's. Nice. Dan Pugach had that one with the beer. Um Oh yeah. The beer what was that company here again? Any words. I look at that, yeah. Anyhow. Um, I liked I like Jim's. I liked it, it was um, I don't know. It was just a really well done leather <laughs> piece Anyways. of rolling stock. It wasn't a matter of a contest of which one looks better. No, like no, no, reason, no. You know? I, I get it. They all so look, they all look good. There was there was a there was several that I really liked. Yes, you know? but uh, Jim Walsh is this week's contest winner. Next week is nobody had any guts to draw one. Like I'm very upset. About. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. In so, that. And I'm I'm upset we only got three or four, yeah, submissions. Yeah, we need more submissions. People got to jump in on this stuff. You so earn these prizes. Well, I'm we're gonna. Just, we we gotta we gotta sponsor I'm gonna, and everything else now. You gotta go out and earn. Well, here, hang on, damn, hang on. I'm gonna op- I'm gonna open it up to a whole new audience. Are you ready? All right. I'm gonna put it on, um, the listeners that don't they might not have Facebook. Okay. So you can now either submit this week's contest photo, because we're going to still do photos. Right. Um, you can either 
enter it as a comment on this week's pinned post on our Facebook page for the contest. Or, or if you're not into Facebook, you can email it to podcast at hoscalecustoms.com. Podcast at hoscalecustoms.com? Yeah, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at hoscalecustoms.com. Podcast at hoscalecustoms.com. Yeah, so you can either comment with a photo on our Facebook post, and I understand that I, I, I received an email or two about this, so um, I'm hearing everyone out. If you want to participate in the contest, you can either email it to us, and we will put it on as myself and just say, here's a contest submission from... If you give me your full name, I won't put your full name on. Don't worry. But if you email it to us and you say my name, my name is, my name is Bill. Um, my name is. <laughs> my, my name is. My name is. Anyways, I couldn't spit it out. Sorry. If you email me and you say your name is, um, you know, Bill Hot Dogs, I'm not gonna say, hey, Bill Hot Dogs, because I don't want to put your name out there. But I'll just say Bill. Here's a submission from Bill. Uh, here's his photo of the week. Uh, that way, everyone else can see it, and I'm not just making up names, and we're not right, we're not right. uh, just keeping these kits for ourselves. Because I, I want to give these kits away. The whole thing is, you as a listener, I know you're listening because we see the stats. I just want to give these kits away to everyone. So, right. Um, thank you for submitting. But you gotta earn them. You gotta earn it. Yes. So you know? let's get back into the contest. We're going off. We're going off track right. real quick. The new contest. This week's contest. Sweet. What is it? This this week's new contest is a tool that isn't made for model railroad or, railroading or even modeling originally, and it's been repurposed to for whatever you're doing to model with. It's been repurposed to model or model railroad with. Let's give them an you. example. Example. So, like, I use um, I use an all. Right. Right. That maybe that that's not as. That's oh, pretty, excuse me. What's yeah, that? Yeah. No, I mean I get that. You know, it's all right. Maybe that's not a good one. It's not. It's not really a good one. All right. Oh, but, like okay, a hair dryer. Yeah. A hair dryer is a good one. You and right. I use it. Jason uses one. Um, right. A hair dryer is not made for modeling. No, my wife no, used it for her hair for, for five years. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's another like a a chisel? I used a chisel the other day for woodworking, right. but I used it to knock a big check a big chunk of foam off the layout. Right, and that's a tool. That's a tool, though. So I mean, you could do that. As oh, you well. mean? Oh, so you're saying like a yeah, hair dryer, like, like a hockey puck, a hockey puck? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like we use them for weights, and we've talked about that a million times. But I'm just saying, uh, as an example, I mean, it was used as a hockey puck. It's what originally it was used for. And now it's used as a weight on my weight bench, on my workbench. I mean, I'm a weight bench. I don't even go to a weight bench. I don't. Even, I haven't touched a weight bench in many years. So, but. It's um, used as a weight. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, uh, repurposed tool that wasn't, you know, and take a picture of it and put it up there, you know, if, you know and, and show, if you can, show it being used, you know. Let's get it as many as we can. Let's see what we can get. People out there, participate. Yeah, well, we just, so you can either email it to us. Uh, email me your photo, podcast.hscalecustoms.com. My dad and I both get the email. Or you can go to our Facebook page and comment on this week's pinned post for the episode. Uh, either yeah. way, um, we just want to give these kits out. And I know. And here's the thing. The more participants we get in this particular one, the more hints and ideas you're sharing 
and everybody's gonna if let's say we get twenty people with twenty different ideas up there. Yeah. And that's twenty new everyone, ideas that even I get, which is cool. Ev- I want to learn from you people. Everyone has a weird tool that you use. Yeah. That no one else uses. Right. So let's that's share it. that. That's let's hear it. Let's get that going. All right. Uh, so that's the contest. We announced yeah. our contest winner. What do we got to talk about this week? You were talking about um, you're working on ITLA. You got a couple other things going on. What do you want to? I am working on the ITLA. I'm liking this kit. Now, it's everything that we talked to Nick Nasty about that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, from ITLA, the, you know, the owner of ITLA and his wife. Um, and we had them both on. And they were, they were wonderful people. And they, they described this perfectly. Um, I, this, I've just now dug into and started making this uh, building. Uh, it's York Industries. It's everything that they said, and and it is really cool because all your laser, all your parts are laser cut. Um, your windows are laser cut. Your doors are laser cut. Uh, all your detail parts are laser cut, and they are easy to paint um, to whatever color you want to paint. They, uh, I'm working the walls right now, and they have this really neat brickwork pattern on them. With concrete, a stone block at the bottom, which is like a cinder block, you know, a stone block, but a cinder block, cinder block brick, and then um, and then another, uh, I guess it's concrete, and uh, and then brick. I guess it's concrete or stucco over top of the brick, which is kind of cool, and then um, more brick, then concrete, then brick, then concrete. You know, like a like a uh, industrial building would have. And it's just really, really cool laser-cut art done onto these boards. And they're nice and thick. So you can put many layers of paint on, which I did again, of course, doing my bricks that I usually do. And I put many different colors of paint over top of one another until I get the, te- the tone that I want. And, um, you know, and then I put the, the, the weathering chalks on too. But... Um, I, with all, if I had done this on another wood wall, um, laser cut like this, if I had done this on another wood wall, uh, the way I did it, especially with the concrete and the cinder block and everything else, um, it would have warped into a giant, it would have warped into a tube. That's how how much this thing would have warped, Brett. Wow. Okay. This is a thick wall. Um, I would say that. I'm willing to bet, and I will measure as we are speaking here now, um, that this wall is, here's my wall. Let's see if I can get a measurement. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's an eight, it's an, they're an eighth of an inch. They're an eighth of an inch thick, which is thick, you know, that's, that's, that's a wall. And there's no, there's absolutely no way to warp this. I mean, unless you soaked it, like he said, like right. Nick was saying, unless you have to like soak dip it in, in a bucket, bucket. Of water and leave it in there for an hour and come back, maybe. Okay, but anyhow, um, really neat, interesting to work with. Um, it, it's a lot of painting, and um, it's if you have that artistic painting ability uh, to you, you really don't have to have too much artistic over too much artistic ability. Um, there, it's not difficult. It's, um, you know, they, they give you the guidelines to paint by. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's all just choosing your colors and, and, and carefully taking your time and painting it. 
um, I really, I really like it. It's a, it's a cool, cool building, and um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I think once I get these walls done, everything's going to fly. Uh, I mean, literally, literally fly on here because uh, I mean, it is. There's not I, these other parts just kind of snap and fit right into place. And uh, I see that happening. I see this going very fast once I get the walls done. So once I get the walls painted, I mean, yeah, I'm done. but yeah, nice. So that's what I got going on right now. And I know that you are not, you don't have a lot going on in your workbench right now, do you? Um, well, you know, I'm I'm wrapping up. Wa- I'm wrapping up Wanda's. Um, that's happening. I might get a little bit done tonight because I want to, so that the whole idea of me going into this race that I'm going into is, um, I need to deprive myself of sleep, uh, before it sounds, it sounds ridiculous. So this whole thing is ridiculous. If anyone, to anyone who doesn't do this, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world, but let me understand this. Why are you depriving yourself of sleep and you're what? 72 hours away from your run. Because I want to go to sleep early on Friday night. Okay. Before I have to wake up on my race. So if I can deprive myself of sleep going, uh, not a lot of sleep, but if I can stay up later and get less sleep tonight, yeah. Um, then tomorrow night I can get a really good night's sleep. Oh, okay. And then Friday night, if I wake up early Thursday, very early in the morning, go to work for a half day, do my things, um... Then Friday night I'll be ready to go to sleep again early, so I can wake up at three in the morning. Ah. But if I don't change my sleep schedule now, then yeah. I'll be I won't be able to go to sleep early on Friday night because I gotta get up at three in the morning on Saturday. Gotcha. So. Hmm. Yeah. So I gotta change my whole sleep schedule to be ready in time. But anyways, right. long story short, uh, I might stay up later tonight to work on Wicked Wanda's just to get it done. Um, I, I, and, and, and deprive yourself of some sleep and deprive myself of some sleep and model yeah. at the same time. Um, and I, the whole idea is if you were listening to the overtime at the bench podcast for our patrons that are out there, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to lift that kit up off the ground because I don't like the way that that, I love the bar mills kit. It's a nice kit. Right. But since we've been adding foundations to our buildings, Right. It bothers me that the wood planking for the front porch is literally on the ground surface. And this is on which model? On Wanda. Wicked Wanda's. Okay, yeah. So what I'm doing is I want to add a foundation and lift it up and then make a second level, uh, a first level deck. Oh, okay. Because it, the planking's right on the ground. I don't like it. Yeah, that's so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lift it just a little bit. Yeah. Um, to scale, it might be four feet, like three feet. Um, yeah, that's cool. Like two, like two sets of stair, two steps up. Yeah, but that's it. So I'm gonna add a little foundation to that and make a make it a second, a first level deck. Um, so I'm gonna do that, and then uh, I have the scratch build that I'm doing. Um, yeah. we talked about that on the overtime podcast as well. That'll be getting sent out, hopefully within the week. Uh, I have right. the windows cut for that scratch build. I'm using a storefront from a DPM kit that I chopped the pieces. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to use that storefront. I have a second storefront from another plastic kit that I chopped apart. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm so gonna... Tell them how you do that. You chop it apart. You're, you're oh. talking about you took a DPM kit. I took a DPM and then... kit, and the other one's a Magnuson kit. Um, and, then you, and you cut the 
storefront off and I, you get rid of the rest and I, keep the storefront. Yeah, I use my bandsaw, my mini my mini saw that I have, right. and I cut the storefront off at the level at the where the top of the ledge of the storefront is. I cut that off and um I use it for wood kits. Uh, I, I, I got a great, a brilliant idea. Because I don't like the rest of the building, right? To me, it's garbage. So I, um, <laughs> I just, I cut them off and I, uh, I use them because the storefronts on those plastic kits look nice, right? DPM right. storefronts look nice. Yeah, but I so, not, do, so but, do Magnusons. Actually, Magnuson, if you get a good, depending on what kit, they, 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 they're not made by Magnuson anymore. Magnuson doesn't well, exist. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I got They've been had, bought out. On this huh? other, on this storefront that I chopped off, yeah, I got hat on this kit, and I'll I'll oh, save yeah. that story for next. Yeah. Well, anyways, on the Magnusons, they have um, really, they've always had the really nice, nice casted. They have um, a kit. The, the old kits that they made yeah, weighed yeah. like forty pounds. <laughs> I know. I know. You could. You we could have a couple. Of them. You could knock a man out with that kit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's some heavy duty resin, and then now the uh, and the bricks were been, deep. The mortar I think have they been taken over by Walthers? I have no clue. I think they have been taken over by Walthers. Okay, but yeah, but and they they produce the same kits. I think they may use a lighter weight plastic like they do with their other. Of kits. course I'm they sorry. do. Go ahead. Well, anyways, yeah. so that's that. I chopped the storefronts off plastic kits that I don't like. I think that's um, a great idea. But I got had I got had on this Magnuson kit. Yeah, well, how'd you get um, had? It was eBay, you know, uh, the wonderful world, uh, the wild west of the internet, eBay. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, play at your own risk. Yeah, I got a Magnuson kit. It looked great. The pictures were, um, I trusted the pictures because right. it was just the, uh, like the Magnuson picture, like the front of the box. Um. So you know. Says it's it says it was a used kit because it was opened but never assembled, which right. rightfully so. If it's a if we bought a kit and we wanted to resell it, but I opened it to check the parts, I couldn't list it as new. Correct. So that's how it was listed. Right. But the, all the parts said they were great and yada yada and whatever. Uh huh. So I got the kit for like it was like twelve bucks. So I don't care. Right. I'm not too upset. Um. What was it missing? Well, it wasn't missing anything. This is where oh. it gets funny. Okay. Uh, so. I got the whole thing out. Uh, it, I think you've seen it. I painted it green and gray. Um, yeah. But anyways, got it out, got it all prepped, got it primed, got the, I washed the resin. It was like a resin. Uh, the Magnuson, you're right. The old kits from Magnuson were less of a plastic and more of a resin. Correct. Um, so I washed it off. It had that funky, weird resin smell. Got it all clean. Yeah. Primed it, painted it, got it ready to assemble, put all the window decorations in, put all the everything. Kit's ready to be done, glued together, getting ready to glue it together. And I realize that the front wall is fine. The back wall is fine. The left and right walls are the same. So I have two. Oh, I remember that. I yeah. Have, I have two right walls. Okay. So. I don't know if the person <laughs> you can't you can put make a, you can make a roof like a fun house. Yeah, it'd be like a fun house roof. <clears throat> so I don't know. I I can't blame. It steps up, doesn't it? it? Steps up. It goes up. Yeah, it's like a the step. Very top of it. It's a three it step. Up. It's a three step wall. 
Yeah, yeah. So you, one, they both go, they both, like, it would be front, it would be step front to back and back to front on either side. Oh, my gosh, that would be funny. You could add, like, some strip wood or, or strip, a strip styrene in there and then uh, make it, like, a funhouse roof. Or yeah. <laughs> so I was a little pissed just because, uh, you know, you're like, what the hell? I just got this thing and paint. I spent a couple hours painting it. It looks really good. I'm lividly pissed. Um, yeah. But I wasn't too upset because um, it was only twelve bucks. Yeah. And uh, I can use the walls on a scra- on like a kit bash, so yeah. I, I do have them. I, I can always repaint the walls, and it, it's okay. I, I'm, I'll make the best of the situation. Did you give but, that guy feedback at least. Well, I didn't because I don't know if. So here's me being naive and 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 trying to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Okay. I don't know if. He didn't know. So I don't know if he threw, because everything else in the kit was there. So I don't know if this was an error that he bought and never knew, and it came from the factory that way, or he had incomplete thing and he threw it together and sold it to me. But I don't know, and I'm not, I don't really give a shit. I'm not really going to like burn a guy. I'm not gonna oh, burn I mean, a guy. A long time if ago. I spent a hundred hours or, or two hundred hours on a kit on eBay, and I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would, I would light his ass on fire. But, right. um, you know, uh, for twelve bucks, I'm not gonna make a giant, you know, shit storm out of this. Uh, right. It's just not worth it to me to cause a big gripe. Yeah. Um, no, no, I get, I get it. So I let it go, and I looked at it on the other side of it, like, okay, well now I got four walls that I can use to kit bash. So I'll make something out of them, and I'm not too worried about it. And I got a cool storefront that I chopped the front of it off with a with a saw. Um, I'll use on something else. But yeah, so that's my Magnuson story. Uh, we only have two Magnuson buildings <laughs> on the whole layout, and one is your big office building. Yeah. Um, which we also need to tear that one apart and repaint and redo. Oh, I'd like to do that. Yeah, yeah. We could make that work on on our layout. We just gotta redo well, the it. building is magnificent. It's just the problem is it was <laughs> glued together uh, 35 years ago, and as soon as you touch it, it's just like it just it starts falling apart. Yeah, the 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 glue snaps on you. Heavy walls just go clunk. Yeah, the 40 pound wall can't be held together by 35 <laughs> year old testers. No, no. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely jazz that one up. But, but we can repaint it, and it'll look. I think but, that the brick detail on those Magnuson buildings is awesome. Oh yeah, you know, it just um, oh, yeah. we just got to repaint it. So that's my fun eBay story. Um, cool. I mean, it was funny. I, I I was a little mad mad at the time, but uh, what can you do? So I and it would cost like me. Happened, it would be not worth my time and money to go after trying to return it and get my money back and pay to ship it back and have the guy approve my return and refund me twelve dollars and uh, you know. It just wasn't worth my time. So. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what. I went out. When I, you know, last week I was working at uh, um, Carolina Craftsman Kit. Yeah. Um, building. I, I was doing there the um, uh, Thames Street shops. Uh-huh. And um, the, one of the last details I did on it was a sign. The sign that you printed for me or made for me, I printed it. And I made a sign out. Oh my god! I put it on both sides of the styrene, right? Yeah. What? Nothing. I just found what? that good and plenty commercial. Oh, did you? I'm sharing it. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. 
Um, and so the um, <laughs> so I went out. I took I took your mom out at night on a weekend night. I had to make a late night trip down to. I went to the craft store and ended up going. To, actually, went and found it at uh, at Walmart of all places in their craft section. Um, but I wanted to hang the sign from the post that overhangs over the sidewalk with chain and hang it from with chain, right? Yeah. <clears throat> well, that was my idea. So I went out and I bought black chain and gold chain thinking, okay, okay, what? I'm going to, because I didn't know what kind to get black right. chain or gold chain. It's in the jewelry making this section, you know, and it was super fine. And I brought it home. And and I decided after all that and a big trip and everything else that I wasn't going to use chain at all. <laughs> and now I got these two you wasted pieces. all that time driving around. I know I spent six dollars on chain. <laughs> I got this stuff sitting for like three dollars a pack. Plus the and gas like, and your time. And I got yeah, and I have my time and gas. And I'm sitting here like like other things that I bought that I've not yet put to work. You know, um, I have done. I have bought some stuff that I have not even touched. Um, but I thought for sure I was going to hang Ooh. it with a chain. But what, one of the reasons I didn't hang it with a chain Ooh. was I got thinking about this sign with the chain. Yeah. Hanging over the sidewalk. If the wind kicks up in real, you know, in. No, it's going to smack someone. Land, it's going to spin around. <laughs> it's it's going to fly back and forth. And it's going to be swinging on the chain. Especially, you know, this thing's in a, supposedly in a New England town or for us. In our in our harbor front area, the Chesapeake Harbor, or Chesapeake Bay area, and um, so it's gonna, you know, we have a harbor area, so I mean, yeah. it's gonna be wind. Well, there would be wind, you know, and uh, you know, you get hurricanes and storms and everything else from be the sea. Be smacking and, everyone. Oh, that that sign wouldn't even last. That chain would be gone. There'd be no sign on that chain. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, anyways, I didn't use the chain. But I was just thinking about, you know, buying stuff. I was, I was looking at here. Stuff we buy, and then ultimately you get it home, and then you go, ah, yeah, I'm going to do that sometime, and you don't do it. And I'm not talking about just, like, we know that people pile their kits up. They buy their kits, and then they don't make them. Yeah. But I do it, too, with craft supplies and stuff. I go to the craft store and go, oh, that's cool, that's cool. And I get that and this and that. And I can bring it home, and I think I got plans for this in my head i got a, i'm then, looking like, at it i'm looking at a whole organizer for that kind of shit yeah and then like three months later you're looking and you're going oh you know what i never did that yeah <laughs> yeah no totally i do it all the time and yeah. i'll use it yeah. eventually yeah it's i mean it's yeah. nice you know what it's comforting to know that you have like you have things yeah yeah i mean i don't i don't yeah. want to be like a hoarder either but at the same I time tell you, it's at a point now where um we'll go ahead I was gonna say it I don't want to be a hoarder, but it's also nice to know that like when you're in the middle of it's a build when you're in the middle of a build and you're like, What am I gonna do with this? You know what I find with the weird stuff that I buy more often that like I think I'm gonna use it and then I get home and I put it in my bins or I put it on my workbench and I don't touch it for a couple months. I find that that stuff I use when I'm looking at a building and I'm like, What's that need? What's that building need? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm looking around at what I have and I'm like, oh, I could use that thing, and then I and then yeah. I use it. Like six months later, I'm like, that is yeah. a perfect thing yeah. for this building now. So I'm glad I have a collection of that kind of right. stuff. Right, exactly. And I used to like go to the anytime you go by a craft store, you're like, oh, I gotta go in there and use my coupon. Oh. Yeah. Well, now I'm at the point where I go by there, and I'm like, eh, I already have everything. They have. I have everything they have in the craft store. Right. <laughs> I am the craft store. 
yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's all right. It's fun. But so, anyways, one of the topics hey, I wanted well, to talk about. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Before we get into that, we got a package again. We got to open up a new package. Oh, yeah, let's do that, man. So, hang on a second. I got the box right here. I got a package today too, but we'll talk about that later. Should we announce that one or not? Well, we're not going to announce it. I'm just going to say we will announce it later on, it probably is, in the, later in the month of June, it close is, to the Fourth of July. It is. But we are. We got them packaged today in the mail. And I, it's all be I got to say cool. is thanks, Dave. Yes, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave Cruzwick. The yes. I. These are epic. I love it. So we're just going to tease you guys for a week or two with that. Right. But they are epic. I love yeah. it. I love it. Right. Anyways, I. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. We're Next these, yeah. package. You ready? I, yep. I, this is, to me, this is completely strange that people are sending us stuff. I mean, I think it's a lot of fun that people are sending us stuff now. Um, yeah, I feel kind of weird. Uh, yeah. But uh, No, but I feel like, oh, what am, now, not, I don't feel guilty, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, it's it's cool. I love it. But it's also like... Right, right. It's just strange to me. I like it, yeah, yeah. but it's it's just strange. Yeah. Anyways, here we go. <laughs> and I apologize. We know a couple of people sent us packages early in our show. Right. In our show's existence. And I apologize that we didn't do like a live opening of it on our show. Um, we didn't know at the time that we were, would be getting more, so we never did it. Um, so if you, if you sent us something in the past and we didn't open it live on the show, we apologize. Um, but we're going forward. We're going to do this now. If you guys send us something, we're opening it up on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, because, I mean, what better way? If that could get dangerous. We don't know what the hell is going to be. Yeah, I mean, I haven't there. opened this box yet. So, the old, um, big old tarantula or something. I, I don't even know. Yeah, whatever. I mean, don't get any <laughs> ideas, guys. I, I do not. Now, thanks a lot, Dad. People are going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a P.O. box. Yeah. Anyways. Good. All right. So, um, <laughs> great. I'm going to send them to your address. But anyways, <laughs> um, this is from Silverado Northern. We're going to open this one up, see what he got us here. Gotcha. Or sent us. Cool. Thank you, Silverado Northern. Yes, thank you. In advance. Why did Google... No, go stop. Google. Okay, Google. Stop. <laughs> stop. Why did it pick up that? I don't know. I didn't hear it. Well, I don't know what I said, but it turned on. Oh. All right. Here we go. I'm not a big fan of OK Google. Whoa. I hit the microphone. All right. Whoa. Awesome. So, Silverado Northern. Are you going to tell, tell me or not? Sent us a Durango press kit. It's a limited run kit of 1,000. Uh, it oh. is the Columbine Cafe. Columbine Cafe. Let me Google it. Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture cool. here. I'm going to take a picture for the show notes as well. Yeah. Thank you, Silverado Northern. I'm, I, cool. I would say you're... I don't know if I'm. If you want me to say your name or not, so I'm just going to keep calling you Silverado Northern. Um, I know you're a patron as well. We're just going to keep calling you Silverado. That's what you got on Facebook. Yeah, I'd rather not share somebody's real name. Yeah, if they don't want to, ask. then they don't... It was Durango Press made it, huh? Durango Press Columbine Cafe. 
I just sent you a photo of the box. Cool. Oh, cool. Well, we are going to dig into that one. Columbine. Oh, yeah. Sweetness. Let me see it here. I'm Googling it. I'm firing up the old Google machine. What's it look like? That's what I just did. Well, I got to find out. I was trying to do that. And well, I mean, me the picture. I have the images from the front box. of the box, but I want to see if anyone else has built it yet. Doesn't I see a few pictures, but it's no no none of them are built. <clears throat> it's a discontinued kit though. Very cool. So it's a limited run kit. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there hoarding it. Um but we're gonna build it. Because you know what? The kit manufacturers made these things to build, and we are going to... Yeah, what the hell? We're going to build it and do it in our style and turn this baby into something badass. There actually is a... I'm looking at a real Columbine Cafe. I know. That's what I see. Yeah. Let me uh, let me just Google Columbine Cafe HO scale. I don't see any pictures of people that have built it, Radio though. Radio Press. What the heck is that? Shit. What is that? Ah, uh, here we go, here we go. I just found another thing. Oh, great. What is that? What? Well, nobody knows what you're talking about, Brett. Just give me a second. Well, we're going to have a good time banking this. I thank you a lot. We're going to get to working on this one. Yeah. Uh, look up... Um, well, I know we've talked about this one on the show before. Look up Banta Model Works. Yeah, what about them? B&O Hotel. The Banta Model Works B&O Hotel. Hold on. That is a killer looking... It's a small building, but... I love it. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is. Anyways, that was a rabbit hole I went down. I'll get off that one. That that's pretty cool. quite often on that. There's some cool kits from Banta Model Works. That's one we haven't really touched on ever. Yeah, let's look into that. So there's a couple other ones. Here's a HO scale. Uh, look up. Look up. Are you like still something like that? We could fit in a corner anywhere in the city. Yeah. Like a oh yeah. Tiny corner area. Well, I'm even thinking out of the city, like a, as like a little, almost like a little hostel. Yeah. Look up uh, Banta H O. The swinging, the swinging, the swinging saloon doors. We ah, uh, they gotta yeah, go. We had to put a regular door on there. Yeah. But yeah. We ain't gonna be having. Yeah. I mean, Clint Eastwood ain't busting through our town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do with my? I don't appreciate when I don't appreciate when. Uh, Business. Look, what did he say? I don't appreciate you. Uh, I don't appreciate you decorating your saloon with my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't appreciate you talking to me like that. I don't appreciate you decorating your saloon with my friend. <laughs> Who's the shithole? <laughs> decorating the saloon no. with my friend. That's what he said. No, when he came in. no he's like. Uh, yes, yes. He's who's the shithole. No, no. He's this. not. He, oh wait. Not. No. He's not. Who's the beat that? No, you don't have to beat that. <laughs> That's what he said, man. No, hang on. Yeah. Hang on a second. Yeah, okay, Clint well, where are you? Eastwood. 
I know all the Clint Eastwood stuff, man. I got all the movies, dude. I'm a Clint Eastwood freak. Yeah, so am I, but that's not the right quote. You, you butchered the hell out of that quote. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, my God. This is the best yeah. quote in all Clint Eastwood movies. He goes, he goes, hey, you just shot it on, you just shot it on our man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he should have thought about that before he decorated their shithole with my friend. That's what he said. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. You just shot it on our man. Uh, anyways, I love Quint. I could do Clint Eastwood quotes. I love okay. Quint Eastwood. Qu- Quint. Yeah. I love Quint Eastwood quotes. I just quotes. watched this new movie. And um, yeah, How many thumbs up do you give mule. it out of five? The Mule? Yeah. Like three. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm just not. I just wasn't real big on it. Is it, be- it was, is it because he's getting I older? Clint, I I don't know about that. It just didn't. It, there was no, you know, it, just because he's old doesn't mean they can make him wimpy. And I don't know. He just didn't seem like a tough guy anymore. You know, he was, was he a tough? Was he a tough guy? He is frail and vulnerable. He's old, but he's like 140. <laughs> he's not that old, actually. Oh. Uh, you know, <laughs> definitely could have. They, they definitely they, they they did it with uh, you know Grand Torino. They made him an old grouchy bastard. You know that nobody that yeah. nobody feels safe around. But um, yeah, I don't know. Got to give him an edge. Give him a little edge. It's Clint. I don't care how old he is. Yeah, he got a foot in the grave, and you know he he should still sound like he should still be Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Anyhow, so all right. What was I on to? I had a topic for tonight. Yeah. Hey. Well. What? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you were gonna cut me off again. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've done it enough. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the topic that I was thinking about here all day today, and that was, you know, when we get directions, there's a lot of there's a wealth of information. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that is in directions. Um, when we build a kit, um, anytime I build a kit, I save my directions and I, I, I fold them up nice and neat and I put them in this, I have them in this binder. One of those ones that has like the, the rubber band front that kind of wraps down around the, the, the circle and it has like pockets inside. Yeah. And I just stuff them in there and I keep all of the directions for several reasons. Um, there's, there's several reasons why I keep them. One being, of course, something would ever happen to one of the kits that I build. Let's say we have a happy accident of some kind. It, uh, will be an unhappy accident. <laughs> a happy actually. accident. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it'd be an unhappy accident. Um, happens on the layout where one of your buildings falls or gets smashed or, you know, breaks apart and you need to fix it or replace or repair something. Um, you know, or, it needs a upheaval. Maybe years down the road, you need to take this thing and re-glue some pieces on and things like that. I don't know what I don't know what the future brings. Yeah. But um, now I've got the directions for when I build it. You know, and I can go back over and look at it and go, ah, okay. You know what? You know, when this broke apart and it was smashed, this is what it would have looked like. You know, this is how it was cut. And in fact, some of them have templates that are cut on some things that are to the to scale 
I mean, the walls are to scale and everything else. So you can actually, you know, retrace the walls out and replace them if need be. But uh, one of the other things on that is when I say templates on this, some of them provide templates for stairs, for porches, Mm -hmm. for overhangs. And you can use them on multiple different buildings and kits. And so this is, um, you know, it doesn't have to be just for that kit. It's because it's a you know overhang over uh, a doorway. Right. Um, you could use it. You could use that. Make that same template um, for especially if it's a two scale template, and um, recreate another one. You know, and um, you could do that with. There's some that are stair set, sets of stairs. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about the kit you're working on right now. With uh, um, I gotta get the dog out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what in the heck is that? He's doing this reverse breathing thing. And I just... <laughs> Get him closer to the microphone. I can't see that, man. <laughs> I'm covering his nose with my hand. So he has to breathe through his mouth. It's called reverse breathing, and dogs get it, and then they start. I don't know how it happens. Uh, reverse breathing, reverse sneezing. I've heard it. Several different days, our vet calls it reverse breathing. And he's, he breathes through his nose so much that he can't control it and he loses. It's like, it's like they're sneezing over and over again, but they're not sneezing. <laughs> they're um, sneezing on the inside. It's <laughs> fine now. If I cover his nose over with my hand, what? which is disgusting, but what if I do that, if I cover his nose over with my hand, I'm sorry, I'm back to the mic here now, um, then he won't. <laughs> you know, I always had the strangest shit happen with my what? dogs and cats. Yeah, what in room. the world? Well, he, they come in here because they love me. Yeah. And so they sit at my feet, you know? Well, and, and then they and, start reverse breathing. Well, then he's, <laughs> that's the first time he's ever done that, you know? That's in, first. In, in, during the podcast, I mean. That's the first on this podcast. I should have known he did it earlier this evening, and uh, I don't know if it's part of his allergies or what's going on when he's outside now because it's allergy season. And uh, usually he goes through a spell like this in, the, in during allergy season, so that must be it. He's a beagle, and uh, my other beagle used to do it as well. So, anyhow, um, yeah, that that's uh, that was my beagle. That was Jackson. Right. So, um, anyhow, um, yeah. So you have the templates that are in in the directions. They're already made for you. They're already there. Who knows when you'll need to dig dig it out again and say. You know, oh, I, I can, you know, I'll, I can make this set of stairs, you know, or I can, I can, I can use this template and save myself some time to make a set of stairs for something else, or make a, um, you know, whatever, a, a, a deck or a porch or whatever. Um, so it's, it's all, it's all there. I mean, your stuff's there. Um, that's one thing. But then, in the words themselves of the directions, the uh, there's, there's many, many hints that I've had through the years from different modelers, you know, keep in mind the models that we buy, the models that we have, uh, these kits that we get, they, they come from other, we know these kit manufacturers. These guys aren't just kit manufacturers. You know, this is Doug Fiscali, right? This is Jeff Grove. This is Kenny Crump. This is, you know, the, all these guys, they're, you know, a bar mills kit. I mean, you know, we got Jack and Art. I mean, these guys, these guys are modelers. These guys are expert modelers, in fact. So 
their hints and tips and tricks and things are all through these directions. Um, we got a guy that writes directions for him with, um, you know, Dave Cruzway. You know, and I've read some of Dave's directions, and in it there are amazing, cool little tricks that he has put in with with his you know with his directions, and you know that are that are time savers or um, or stuff that don't just apply to that kit, but apply to all kits. And um, you know, I've found that I also have run into kits that have a whole front section of the directions are nothing but tips and tricks for model building in general. Okay. Um, I, I have a, I got a bar mills kit, um, that was booty corner and, um, I love booty corner. It was one of my favorite kits to build. And one of the cool things in it, um, was, um, Mr. Mooney who designed that, um, put a, uh, a special list of special tricks and tips for that particular kit but they could be used on all kinds of kits on how to model like stacks of newspapers for the newspaper stand and, and, uh, all, all sorts of different trips. It's like three pages worth. And, uh, so I saved it. I saved all that stuff and I keep them in the binder, uh, with all my, uh, all of my, uh, other directions. Mm -hmm. And and in the case in the future, I can say, Oh, you remember I wanted to make those stacks of newspapers and I, how did they do that before? How did I do that before? Okay, because you know we you build a lot of stuff and you forget things. It might be a couple years down the road, right? And uh, so I dug it out the other day because I was gonna, I'm going to make some stacks of newspapers for the corner of that uh, Thames Street shop where I have the newspaper office. So um, I'm going to sit some out in the corner on the curb, you know, all bundled up with a you know. But anyhow, that's you know, he, you know Jim Mooney wrote all the directions. Well, not directions, uh, hints and tips to find detail out the kit. It wasn't even a part of the kit. It wasn't on how to build the kit. It was how to detail the kit out, you know. And a lot of them have those kind of things in them. You know, use them as resources down the road. Uh, hold on to them. You never know when you're going to refer back to them. Even though that kit is long gone, the box is long uh-huh. gone, it's already on the layout. But you never know when you, you may come across your scratch building or something else and you need to make something or you need to think of an idea and they could be in there, you know. So one of the other one of the other things is online on websites and such um, uh, websites of the kit manufacturers. In fact, it, there's uh, a lot of the manufacturers are also now putting out. I might have just jumped in front of you. I'm so sorry. That's uh, fine. Go jump in. I was going to say they're starting to do video and how-to articles on their sites for their stuff. Yeah. So that's a big, big – PDFs. Put- I don't know how many of them have PDFs that you can print out. And um, I've p- printed many of the art, uh, little ideas and tips and things uh, from artists or from um, modeler, model manufacturers and – um, some of the forums you go to have lists of lists and lists of things that people have put together uh, over the years, over you know about thirty years plus, um, of great ideas for tips and tricks of how to you know uh, you know detail and and uh, come up with ideas that you would probably have forgotten about many times over. You, did, you, know, you have them as a reminder by yeah. printing them. Yeah, and that's something I don't ever think of honestly. 
before you yeah. brought that topic up tonight, I, I know I saved the instructions for all the kits, but mm-hmm. I, I never thought about going back through them as like mm-hmm. a resource and reading them again. Yeah. And it's a yeah, shame. I, I don't know if many people even think about doing it that way because it's a shame that, you know, these guys put so much work into writing instructions yeah. and writing these tips out. And we talked with Dave Cruzwick the other week. Um, yeah. Dave put so much effort into uh, writing instructions and, 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 and providing some tips in there that for yeah. for his for the ones he works on with um, some of the kit guys, um, these guys put so much into them and so much yeah. thought into them, it's a shame that you never refer back to them, even if you're not working on that kit for a different thing. Um, it's almost yeah. like a, it's almost like a, these encyclopedias of, of modeling knowledge. Right. And, it, you know, it's not a crime to, to copy. Let's say there's a template in there and you copy a st- set of stairs. You paid for that. You, that you, you bought that kit. You bought that template with the kit. If you want to reuse it and put that, same set of stairs on another building, then you can, by God, you can go do it, you know? And, uh, uh, you know, you paid for it. So, and they're not going to mind. The, they they no. want you, they want you building this stuff the way you they want, want you to They make, want you coming back and buying their stuff. And they, so want, that way. and they want you to make badass stuff. Yes. They love it. We've heard, how many guests have we had on here that were kit manufacturers that said, Yes, we'd love to see what people do with stuff and how they add stuff to it and make it look better and, you know, and change things. You know, they, they love that. I mean, they love seeing ingenuity. So, you know, it's a, uh, you know, hold on to that stuff. If you see something online, it doesn't have like, you know, 60 pages of stuff to print. And let's say it's uh, one to five pages and it's got full of tip sheets. Print the tip sheets out, man. Get right. them, get them printed, and you know, put them in black and white on the gray or, scale or, or whatever it is that you have to possibly read to save yourself some ink, and then put them in a folder. And I have a binder, three a three hole punch binder, and I'll put that stuff in there. Not just that, but um, you know, that's that's the old school way. But also bookmark everything in your browser, and yeah. and if you don't have a YouTube account, make a YouTube account and get on there and look at these modelers and. Like yep. Doug's doing YouTube videos and, and, uh, he's got videos on his page and, and, you know, there's a bunch of awesome, awesome modelers out there doing yeah. these YouTube videos, um, on how to make things look incredible. Um, mm-hmm. whether they're the kit manufacturers or just modelers or any of these guys. And it, there's such a wealth of information on how to do this. Um, uh, it's whether it's p- Oh my God! Excuse me. Whew, that one hurt. Whether it's whether you're printing a PDF or you're uh, saving your instructions or you're bookmarking your favorite uh, YouTube videos or right. whatever it is, you're making a playlist with your YouTube account of all your favorite videos that you're just saving. Yeah. Um, there's so much out there to just keep referring to. Just because you got a kit and it has the instructions in it doesn't mean you need to follow those instructions to the T. Yeah. We you know. We don't always do that. We get well, that. Well, and, and, and we've talked with how many, um, you know, we've talked with how many different kit manufacturers and and all of them have, have the same common ground of like, yeah, I mean, I, I want to pe- see people do the kit the way, I want to see people right. enjoy the kit. I want to see them build it well. But I 
they all say the same thing. Like, oh, I get bored seeing them all built the same way. I want to see. Yeah. He's like, they all say I get more excited when I see someone just take it and just go go to town with it and do their thing. Sure. So. Sure. Use other people's advice and other people's knowledge to apply it to everything you build. Don't think you need to stick to the instructions. Right. Right. I agree on that. Or don't think you need to stick to the instructions for that kit. Maybe use uh, instructions or technique from a different kit you did on a new building. Right. So, anyways, that's a... Yeah. I didn't mean to hijack your sentence there. No, no, that's good. I mean, I just... I said what I said, and... Um, you know, that's, that, that's a great idea. One of the other things I go to before, and I've talked about it on the show before, uh, one of the things I've done many times up, buddy. <laughs> Is this another, he, another cat? No, it's him. He's back in, but he, he's fine now. Um, they are by Dave Frary, our buddy Dave. Right. And he has two books that I've used constantly, uh, through, you know, the last couple of years, um, they're, they're dog-eared and beaten. Uh, 303 tips for detailing, detailing model railroad scenery and structures and 222 tips for building model railroad structures. Right. And they're, they're two books, and I'll be honest with you, none of the same tips are in either book. Um, you know, we've all, we, we all know how Dave is. We've had him on as a guest. We know he's got a million ideas. And, um, you know, these books are, are invaluable. I mean, they just, and they're not real thick. They're made by, uh, they're per, per published by Kalmbach, uh, book company. And you can get them. You can still find these online for sale. Uh, they're written by Dave Frary, F-A-F-R-A-R-Y. They are great, great books with tons of t- little tips in them. And, um, you know, I, I highly recommend it. You can buy them on eBay or um, Amazon used even that's how I got these a couple years ago and um, you know they're, they may have like some dog ear or whatever on them but they're uh, you know they're out there and you can buy them new too but I I think I paid like $7 or $8 a piece for these things used and they look like they might have been in a library somewhere who cares I don't give a damn right um, all the uh, all the details all the Tips are there, and they're amazing tips. Uh, and uh, just they've been written. He's had a couple editions uh, of this written over and over again. But you know, and I'm not trying to pump his book. I'm just saying uh, that's five for fifteen dollars. I got five hundred and twenty-five tips from Dave Ferry. Right. You know, someone oh, here's the other book is Dave Ferry and Bob Hayden. Three hundred three tips. So, uh, so you got Dave Furry, the legend, and Bob Hayden, the legend. So, you know, so they, they wrote it together. But it's, uh, yeah, you know, for, and I, I spent like $14, I think, and I got all those tips. And I, I, I still dig that book out. And I've, I bet I've read it over and over and over and over again. And then I'll be damned if I can still remember any of the tips. I have to keep going in and looking. There's just <laughs> so gotta, many. That's one of those books you just got to post-it note it. You got to yeah, post-it note. Yeah. You got to post-it note the hell out of the pages. That's the same oh, thing yeah, like yeah. The, with that Howard Zane book. That yeah. Howard Zane book doesn't necessarily have a bunch of tips, but you look at all the photos and you're like, oh, I like that idea. Oh, I like that yeah. idea. Oh, I like oh, that idea. And before you know it, you got to post-it note on every single page of the book. Oh, I know. I know. Genius. Genius. I got to bring this Howard Zane book down there to the layout. I think it's it's place 
rightfully should be at the layout right now because we are working on scenery and that would be an awesome book to have down there. Right. I think. Um, and I will bring it down this weekend. So, and we can keep that down there. Cause I, I think it's important to keep at the layout. So my right. opinion, but anyhow, yeah, cool. That's about it for me, man. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't have too much more. I have a pop quiz question for you and then we're going to jump into our patron questions of the week. Did we get some patron questions? We did, but I have another question oh. for you real quick. It's a hockey yeah. question, and this kicked off. I think I'm going to do this each week now, like a hockey question. I know the, um, you Can know. you ask me a hockey question? Yeah. I'm like, I spent my life. I'm going to try to stump you hockey. each okay. week on All hockey right. questions. Okay. Okay. So, here we go. All right. All right. You ready is for this it? Is a rule question? No. Rule? no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Every week's going to be a different question. You're not going to stump me on rules. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe maybe you just challenged <laughs> me for next week. All right, this week. Okay. Okay. Only one man has worn the number 98 in the entire history of the NHL. 98. Okay, Who was ahead. it? Oh, man. And I'll give you a clue. And I'll give you two clues until you get it, and then um, we'll see. So see if you can guess first, or if, tell me if you need a clue. Number 98. Was it Joel Otto? No. All right. Oh. He played in the mid-80s. Man, 98 in the mid-80s. Alexander McGillney was 89. Nope. 98. He, he played for the Minnesota North Stars. Oh, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nobody, knew, I don't know anybody from. Well, you can't stump me with a hockey question. I didn't say that. I didn't say a hockey question with a with a uh, with a rules question, an NHL rules oh, question. Okay, I okay. refereed thousands of hockey games. <laughs> okay. Literally, I've literally refereed. Thousands I, oh, of I know games. you have. I know. I know. Okay. All right, you give up. I, I yeah. Brian Lawton. Oh well, you know what? I've never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm How gonna games did he play like six? I don't know. Let me look that up real quick. Brian. Well, anyhow. Brian Lawton. Yeah, I've coached a couple thousand games. So, yes. I... Brian Lawton, hockey DB. Um, he played. Oh, wow. He actually played from 1983 until 1992. Wow, that's a, long, that's a good long time. That's um, and he has 483 games in the NHL, 112 goals, 154 assists. Wow, I don't remember ever hearing of him. But then he also played for Minnesota North Stars. <laughs> and, you know, and the Hartford Whalers and the Quebec Nordiques. He, he played on... There's, there's three teams that really nobody ever gave a crap about. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, it's just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know somebody I've never heard of, and, and I not, not, don't remember him. Is it Lawton, L-A-W-T-O-N? Yeah. Oh, then I have heard of him, yes. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. Huh. You ready? Yes. All right. Here we go. Patron questions of the week. Here we go. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, I actually, I actually enjoy these. Yeah, these ones are some good ones. I'm not gonna lie. Let's go with it. We put them up late, but we're getting there. Uh, four comments. All right. 
Dan Pugach. It's controversial and doesn't fit your layout's timeline, but how do you paint graffiti? Dan, I'm going to give you the straight-up answer from me. I would buy a decal and just slap it on. Um, I Actually, I wouldn't mind trying it at some point. I... Yeah, I but don't know. Don't, it won't fit our layout. So for us, I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. There is graffiti from our time period, but it's not the graffiti yeah. that I think he's probably thinking more of a modern graffiti, like 70s, right. 80s, 90s. Sure, I'm sure it is, yeah. Um, our graffiti, I've, I mean, I've seen old school graffiti from the 20s, 30s, and 40s, and it's more um, like hand, it's just like really rough hand painted words yeah. on buildings, like, yeah. you know. You know, don't it. don't piss on this wall, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I I've seen some pictures. I think I don't know if it's Franklin South Manchester, but I've seen some pictures where there's like some hand painted white lettering on walls from older towns. Um, right. But that's how I would do it. I know Dave's decals. I've never dealt with them, but he's got some crazy looking graffiti for rail car for rolling stock and stuff. And, so, and I think the, I think the decals are awesome. I'm. I'm just saying, at some point, uh, maybe hand paint. Would find one? Yeah. I'm gonna do some diorama. You know stuff. what? It wouldn't be hard to hand paint. You know yeah, how? It for our layout. You know how yeah. it wouldn't be hard to hand paint because if you could draw it on a piece of paper and then use some transfer paper to get the mm. lead on the wall, like as an outline, that would be right. pretty cool. So, yeah. but I just don't have enough. I don't have enough knowledge of it. So, um, hand painting would be pretty cool to try. Um, oh yeah. I never actually thought about that. So that's a pretty cool topic, Dan. Thanks. I've, I honestly never, I never thought about graffiti. So, all right, next well, I, one. Yeah, I actually, actually, nope, not uh, next Mother's Day, this past Sunday, we were coming back from. You were tagging some buildings and drawing some graffiti. Place. No, no, we were oh. going by the Enola Rail Yards across the river from Har- across the mic. Susquehanna River from Harrisburg in the big Enola Rail Yard, uh, which used to be one of the bigger rail yards in the country, and. Um, Anyways, we were going by it, and they had a couple trains going through it, and I remarked to your mom how almost every rail car or box car um, that we went by had graffiti on it. I mean, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them that I saw out there all had graffiti on. Some of some it was gorgeous, and then some of it was in like incomplete and. But yeah, I mean, right. it's it's a big thing. I mean, yeah, I've seen I've seen good milers put them up there. I've seen uh, Douglas guy. I see it every day. Put one on one of his, and yeah. When I'm driving, over. yeah. When I, I work across the street from a little known fact, guys, everyone, mm-hmm. be jealous of me because I literally work across the street. My office window looks at a Norfolk Southern gigantic rail yard, huge yeah. rail yard, and I don't even pay attention to it. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I care about it? When the stupid ass conductor or whatever, the train driver, is uh, out there, twenty five feet from my window, going, and I'm like, Jesus! I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be on a phone call right now, and I'm trying to listen to this guy on the phone call. I can't hear a thing because you're out there bamping your damn engine. Anyways. That's my oh, whole. Boy. That's my rant. Anyone else would kill to drive, live by, or work by a rail yard, or live by a rail yard, probably. And I, oh, it's so loud. It's so loud. And when they're all stopped, 
This is my yeah. bitch of the week. When all the train is staged and it's ready to go, and they hook it up to an engine, and then that conduct uh-huh. that engineer or conductor or whatever the hell they're called, he pushes that throttle on that engine, and all those trail cars go boom because they're all connected. And oh my god, it's so loud, shakes a building. Oh, wow. yeah. Anyways. Next question. <laughs> yeah, so it on. Bill Sartori. <laughs> question. What's the best thing for a cold? I can't get I can't breathe out of my nose. I can't breathe and my nose is all stuffed up. Help me. I think I've got the man flu. <laughs> Dan Fugach says, uh, whiskey. Lots of whiskey. Uh well, is it is it a cold or is it allergies? Because he lives in Pittsburgh area. It's prob- it might so be allergies, but uh, maybe he, it's allergies. When, uh, I, I mean, I'm not a medical. I'm not a medical uh, yeah, yeah. practitioner, so my advice is not any good, and do not listen to my medical advice. Um, <laughs> but breathe right strips. I don't know. They're yeah. pretty harmless. I, um, I don't feel too bad saying breathe right I strips. Get, I get the allergies too. I um, but I I learned to curb them every. I get the hay fever, you know, yeah. April, May. You walk around with a mask on, though. Well, not anymore. Now, I get, as soon as my eyes start to itch a little bit, then I take the. Oh, no, 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 no medical advice. Oh, no medical we, advice. I can't be, we can't be giving out no medical advice. You have, now. To, ble- you have to bleep that. Yeah, we can't say. F- oh, just said it again. <laughs> Don't say. F- oh, shit. But anyhow. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I just take some stuff for my allergies, but I mean, it could be allergies, could be, you know, you know so I don't know. I mean, for a cold, a whiskey sounds really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I don't have any problem saying you can take a shot of whiskey. Um, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to give out. Of age. Yeah, of, of your 21 or over, of course. Yeah. So we got to bleep, bleep out. Oh, we got to yes. bleep it again. Sorry, Dan. I mean, I'm sorry, Bill, but Dan's advice is probably the best advice for our medical, <laughs> for our non-medical. You know what? Go see a doctor. And we're sorry you're not feeling great. Let know? me put on my white lab coat and uh, not we give you any advice. I do feel for you because I do feel yeah. for you because I don't know if you have a cold or you do have allergies, but I get allergies bad. My dad gets allergies bad. So we we're su- we know. I've been suffering all spring. Yeah. So, all right. Last question from Jake Johnson. Talk about structure placement for maximum effect. The way George Selios does it is amazing. I'm trying to break it all down into scenes, shapes, and pieces, not just detail. Love to get your thoughts on this. So we did that this weekend with you moving some stuff around for that building that you just placed. So I kind of want you to lead off with that because you just did it on when you rearranged the streets this weekend. So they want to know... Structure placement. Structure placement. For maximum effect. For maximum effect. Well... One of the things I like to do is now we're talking urban scenery, but I think you can fit with anything. Um, you want to you want to get a good foreground shot, you know. So if you, you don't want to obscure the building completely, so you want to make sure your foreground is prominent, but then also like make sure there's some other stuff in the, in the foreground besides just that building, um, not just the building. You know, put a you know have a tree in that foreground. Have you know a right. set of have a set of uh, stairs or a front yard or something. If it depends on what kind of building it is. For us, in our case, it's a you know we will have you, you need to have the street out in front of the building, obviously. But then your street can't be obscured to the point where nobody can see it. Otherwise, the 
building has no purpose. So um, what I like to do is work with roof lines. Uh, my bigger buildings to the center of the city with the medium buildings and then smaller buildings. And, uh, you know, as you medium and smaller buildings kind of intermixed around the bigger buildings in the center. And and then, of course, um, you know, you want to the big the big key on that is roof lines. Right. You know, so I want to make sure my roof line is, is you want some you want some variation in. Um, right different uh levels yeah. you want levels right. built in right right different levels and we have different shapes of roofs and uh so it's it's not uh, um so and i want to look at you know where you're looking at it from if you're at the harbor and you're looking up the street i want to make sure that the buildings that i have placed are they look awesome going up the street but then just because it looks awesome in that direction, if you go to another section of the layout and you look at it, it's got to also look awesome. Right. You know? If it's visible. If it's hidden by another building on that direction, well, then so be it. You know, that's fine. Okay, so that, that's going to happen. You can't make your buildings to where they're completely visible on all four sides. Okay. So, I mean, you can, but then there can be nothing else around them. Right. So – you know, but in a, in a tight packed city, I want if that, the best view possible from at least two angles. And that's kind of my rule of thumb when I do that, you know, when I place buildings. So cool. Yeah. yeah I, I always try to find the, um, the best, uh, the best sides of walls too. I always try to make sure, okay. Because I we model all four sides. We we right. the one fallacy of what we do is um, we over detail all four sides of buildings. So sometimes it's hard to place a building when you've gone crazy on all four sides. And that might be something we need to think about in the future if we're going to be placing this building here or there or whatever. Right. Um, we don't need to do all four sides because that side might be obscured. But um, right. It's hard to do that, though, when you want to go crazy on all four sides. Well, and, and we have a different dilemma that a lot of people may not have. We're 360. We website. Right. Well, that too. And so when you place it, you don't know what size is going to be. At the time, we're not, right. we don't have it placed. We don't know which wall is going to be most visible. So it's best to have them done. The other side is we have a website, and we have articles that we write, and we do how-tos, and we do all these other things. Mm-hmm. So doing all four sides is you know, detrimental to what we do. And, um, you know, so it's important that when we take photos or do videos of it, or we show people how to build things that we're able to do all four sides because, you know, we want to, we're going to put it on a, before I put it on the layout, we always take photography of all the angles and all the different, right, right, uh, right, right. Sides of it when, when it's completed. So for us, I mean, you know, we, that's why we do them yep. that way. So, yeah, yeah. totally. But anyways, so my thing is I always try to find interesting sides as well. Right, right. So, but that's it. I'm just adding to what you had. Like one of the key prominent features on our layout is when I'm looking up from the harbor up the main street that goes uphill. Um, at the top of the hill, we have a an unusual kit bash that Brett made. It's be- it's really cool. We love it. But on the side of it is Chief Paints. Oh and, yeah. Um, I always go by that. I, that 
it has a spot. We've moved the buildings around trying to find which one's going to be best at what spot. That one never moves. It always stays there because we love how it looks. And when you put these smaller buildings below it going downhill and you have chief paints with a big giant Indian chief on the side of the building, mm-hmm. it just it looks so cool in the city when you look at the hill at it. And, um, you know, so you got to have a couple of those key structures that you go, okay, you know what? That's a that's a key placement. It doesn't move. Everything else could be moved and moved and, and jostled around below it or next to it or near it. But that stays, you know, and uh, that's one that we did. And, you know, that's it's, it's because of the type of roof that it is and the fact that it peaks up real high. And then the chief shows above the other uh, rate just barely shows above the other buildings. And uh, it's, it's really cool. So, right. I mean, but I think everybody on any layout would have that especially an urban scenery layout would have that one key piece that, that, uh, you know, that, that your focal, your, your focal point on that angle, you know? Right. Like we have the, some of the big apartment complex things that we've done, the Metzger building and, and, uh, up on the top in the center of the city, cause there are bigger buildings. Um, the, and, and they, they become a key focal point as well because of their size. And because they have so much detail to them on the rooftops and everything else, billboards are another one. Giant billboards on the top of the buildings are also key focal points. So, right, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, we answered that question. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But all right, we're gonna call that a wrap for the week. Um, I got yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. I gotta go pack right now. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That is uh, it. Happy modeling, guys. Make sure you hit up that contest. As always, uh, there's a million ways to reach and f- reach us. You guys know the drill, so we're not going to go into that. You know the drill. So um, with that, have an awesome weekend, and uh, that's it. You got anything else you want to add, Dad? Nope, other than have a good weekend. All right, enjoy it. And happy modeling. We'll see you good on night. the other side. Peace.